Good. There we are. Splendid. Okay, so from um, Revelation chapter 4, um, what do we keep in mind when we worship? After this, I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven, and the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. And the one who sat there had the appearance of jasper and carnelian. A rainbow resembling an emerald encircled the throne. Surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones, and seated on them were 24 elders. They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings and peals of thunder. Before the throne, seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. Also before the throne was what looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. In the center, around the throne, were four living creatures, and they were covered with eyes in front and behind. The first living creature was like a lion, the second was like an ox, the third had a face like a man, the fourth was like a, um, a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under his wings. Day and night they never stopped saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures gave glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne, and who lives forever and ever. The 24 elders fell down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, you are worthy. So I worship because I have a creator and I'm a creature. It's always very important to remember that. Um, I think that you know, sometimes um, in Christian circles, we kind of think a lot about being redeemed, and that's really important. But the primary blessing that we have as human beings is that we are creatures of the Creator, and we're part of creation. And it's interesting that in that chapter of Revelation, Revelation 4, um, it is the creation and all the amazing things in the creation that come into play. Also, I am someone who tries to exercise my imagination. And in doing so in worship, I am coming before the one who is the source of my imagination. I think it was Eugene Peterson who said this, we worship so that we can live in response to and from this center, the living God. In worship, every sign of life and every impulse of holiness, every bit of beauty and every spark of vitality Hebrew patriarchs, Christian apostles, wild animals, domesticated livestock, human beings, soaring birds are arranged around the throne that centers and pulses light, showing each at its best, picking up all the colors of the spectrum in order to show off their glories. And it is um, great to be able to worship God with the imagination of others who have put to words and music things that I believe. Um, there is something, isn't there, very powerful about 
music and words put together. Um, Stuart Copeland, who was the drummer with uh, the 1980s band The Police, has been doing a series on the TV about, about music, what music does, um, how it touches our feelings and how it tells a story. And, and throughout my life, um, you know, music has been very important. Um, so before I became a Christian, um, it was the second-hand record shop and vinyl records. Um, and, and now, in 2020, I don't go to the second-hand record shop quite so much, but I still do use the vinyl records. But becoming a Christian um, introduced me to a kind of very different form of music, um, and also a very different experience of music, because um, previously, although, you know, like most people, I probably hummed in the shower or something from time to time, I didn't really sing, I listened to the music that I was listening to, but suddenly immersed into church, I was singing these songs uh, along with music. And, and those things have been very important to me um, over the years. So imagination, um, imaginatively worshiping the one who is the source of imagination and remembering that he is my creator and I am a creature. You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they were created and have their being. God made me. That is a great reason to worship. God made me. You know, we might say to our parents, thank you for having me. Um, God made me and made everything else. And that's a great reason for us to worship. Also, um, I, I worship because I live in a complex world and there is resolution. I live in a complex world, but I know that there is a resolution. A couple of people said that, um, talking about unanswered prayer. That um, even though we don't know what's going on, the cogs that are turning, God does. We live in a complex world, but there is resolution. And that's what chapter 5 of Revelation says to us and um, so we read these words then i saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals and i saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll but no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it i wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing in the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. He has seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. He came and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a song. You are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood, you purchased men for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made 
them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. We live in a complex world, but there is resolution. Um, John is, is shown this. He's in exile on an island, a long way from his friends, and he sees this kind of picture in heaven of complexity, of a closed book, of uncertainty about the future, and he weeps. We live in a complex world where often we are driven to tears out of frustration, thinking there cannot be an answer. But there is resolution. Um, here we have the great resolution of history, the Lord Jesus Christ, squaring the circle of a world of, of death and, and brokenness to bring life and hope to the world and life and hope to John. We live in a complex world, but there is resolution. And I worship because of that. Do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah has triumphed. The lion and the lamb are descriptions of two aspects of Jesus' nature. He is both the conquering lion and the, of the tribe of Judah and the lamb who was slain. We talked about imagination. Um, it does take some imagination to think of a creature to think of someone, rather, who is both a lion and a lamb. Who's not a split personality, who's not a schizophrenic. Someone who has all the qualities of the lion of the tribe of Judah, yet is the lamb who was slain. Someone has said that the lion is all-conquering, the king of the beasts, the lamb is vulnerable as I sometimes feel like saying when going past a field of sheep, mint sauce, mint sauce, just to remind them of their vulnerability. The lion and the lamb. I worship because I have a saviour who is so big that he can embrace those two things, strength and vulnerability, conquering king and the one who conquers through sacrifice. What a remarkable thing that is. I worship because I am a sinner saved by grace. They sang a new song, worthy are you to take the book and break its seals, for you were slain and purchased for God with your blood men from every tribe, tongue and people and nation. With all the energy that they can muster, heaven exalts in the Lamb the king who is the lamb, the lion who is the lamb. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. And the four living creatures fall down before the throne him who sits on the throne and the Lamb, be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Amen. A thunderous Amen. Augustine used to say that within the church of North Africa, where he was a pastor in the fifth century, that the Amen of the church was like thunder. Um, sometimes it can be like limp lettuce. Amen. Amen. Like the Amen in the Hallelujah chorus. I'm going to try and repeat it because, but like the Amen and the Hallelujah chorus, if you know it, 
something dynamic um, and powerful. I delight in my creator and my redeemer. That is what I've been made for and that is what I've been redeemed for. Therefore, I worship. Kind of thought about speaking this little message a couple of weeks ago. This is a kind of testimony thing, really, because it's kind of remarkable, really, isn't it? You, you do get ideas from certain places. I, I, was, I was using my, my prayer app, PrayerMate, and uh, one, of the, one of the things that rolls around each day is a, is a biblical prayer. And uh, I was just taken by the fact that um, PrayerMate had combined those two prayers at the end of um, Revelation 4 and 5. No, it's, it's not really kind of, it's not kind of maybe amazingly special in many ways, very simple bringing these things together. But as I, as I used it in my own prayers those days, I thought how wonderful it is to have these two very big concepts um, just touching each other immediately our lord and god you are worthy to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they they existed and were created lord jesus christ you are worthy to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing for you were slain and by your blood you ransomed for god those from every tribe language and people and nation amen which reminds us that worship is not just about what we're doing here, but worship is about every day and every moment. As we were seeing this morning in those tiny little videos about our daily life, I was completely taken by the, um, the teacher um, going around and silently praying um, for children. I suppose the teachers here might feel that that prayer could have been, um, please, please remove this child, I don't know, but, um, but just praying for those children. And that comment that maybe this is the first time that child's name had been mentioned before God. Really taken by that. And of course, we do pray, don't we, that um, we'll be worshipping him with our power, our wealth, our wisdom, our might. The kind of things that we exercise not just in our singing, but our living every day. We worship Jesus by giving our riches our power, our wisdom, our might every day. As we help a patient, as we teach a child, as we open a door for someone to go through, as we smile like the rabbi um, that we spoke about this morning. That's all part of worshipping our Lord. Okay, well that maybe wasn't quite two minutes, but it was relatively short. Okay.